0: لا إله إلا الله. الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا
1: الله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ رسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أته اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهدا وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون الله عز وجل May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and upon his family and companions in entirety, ask Allah azza wa jal on this blessed day of Friday, the first Friday in 2024, to give ease and victory to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the East and West, to give Faraj and Nasr for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in Gaza, to give them victory over their oppressors and to bring ruin to those who spread corruption in the land and those who transgress against his boundaries, those who kill innocent children, those who transgress against property and against those who are defenseless. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow justice to spread and to allow corruption to weaken and wane. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us an ummah, that's strong in its virtues and its values and its principles, committed to real change in our lifetimes, that he allows us to see a victory for the Ummah Muhammad in all parts and in all areas, and that he unites us upon goodness, upon, upon benevolence, upon the sunnah of our Habib, upon the path of our Habib Muhammad ﷺ. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Ama ba Brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting and we continue to reflect on masadir al-quwah and the sources of strength that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed within the message of Islam, within the message of our Habib Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that have always served as means and doorways to changing the condition of the ummah. We reflected last week. On the reality of selflessness and service and the message of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi the idea of sticking to your principles, and how the Prophet وسلم, gives us a grand and great example of being in a position of power in all his life circumstances. Even if the outward reality doesn't speak to that, we said the Prophet وسلم, was always strong. Even as he was leaving Ta'if. Even as he was under the threat of execution in the last days in Mecca. Even as he was making Hijrah. The strength of the Prophet ﷺ was highlighted in so many different ways. Things aren't as always as, as they seem. As history has shown us, the stronger of the two between Bilal and his torture was Bilal, رضي الله عنه, not Umayyah. The stronger of the two was the Sahaba in Mecca, not the likes of Abu Jahl, not the likes of Abu Sufyan when he was an antagonist of Islam. The reality shows us that things aren't always as they seem and the pathway to victory is not an easy one. Part of the strength of the Ummah Muhammad is in its commitment to truth because Allah is al-Haqq. The manifest truth. And truth will always dominate falsehood. Truth will always be more powerful than falsehood. The sources of strength for the ummah, brothers and sisters, is something that we need to deeply reflect on now. Because as we said, the events of Gaza, we pray and we hope, are the beginning of great change for the of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We've learned so much from what's happening over there. And we believe, wholeheartedly believe, that the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is still vibrant with life. If we, each, every single one of us embraces the power that's within our deen, we'll find that our lives individually and collectively will change fundamentally. As we approach a new year, brothers and sisters, we need to reflect it's a critical milestone. The Prophet always teaches us to critically reflect on milestones. A new year, and we remember Allah is Rabbu zaman wa khaliqu zaman. Allah is the Lord of time. Passage of time, brothers and sisters, is something that highlights one of the sources of strength in the Muslim mindset and the Muslim attitude. Why? And this might seem counterintuitive to someone who's shut off from spirituality. But the passage of time reminds us, every one of us, of our vulnerabilities. Any notion of strength is humbled by time. Because no one could outlast time. No one except the creator of time, Allah Azza wa Jal. No one could outlast time and realizing that as an ummah is actually one of the reasons why the Ummah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam could become strong. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had a camel. This camel was named al adba And it was a very fast camel. This, as the hadith says, كان النبي Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ناقة تسمى العضباء لا تسبق فجاء أعرابي على قعود فسبقها this was a very fast camel. It always would race any camel that raced against it. Then this Bedouin Arab came with a camel that actually defeated it. And the hadith as it says, فَشَقَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِينَ Because they, saw, they took this as a source of pride and strength. This is something linked to al-Habib Wasallam, and no one was able to outlast and outrace the camel of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فَشَقَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَقَالَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم. These are words of power and wisdom. Like this idea is not something that we can, Being humbled by time, humbled by circumstances, is not something that actually causes weakness. It actually causes a great deal of strength. The Prophet ﷺ says, حَقٌ عَلَى اللَّهُ أَلَّا This is a reminder for every person in a position of power. For those people who are toting their power and their position to oppress others. And to attack and cause aggression and oppression to people, nations on end. This is a reminder to them. It's a reality of time. It is a right upon Allah that nothing will go up except it will come down. It will be placed, it will be humbled by time. And we reflected on this in the last days of 2023. There was in our masjid, in this past week too, continuing to this past week, between burials and marriages for the young and for the old. A few days ago, a young boy, was uh, his janazah was in this masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give ease to his parents. And two days ago, a, a, someone still in his prime, an imam, a leader of a community, killed as he was leaving Salat al-Fajr, suddenly... And in the end of 2023, two elderly people committed, always around the community in the masjid, passed away. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala have mercy upon them. And all the while, many katbiktabs and marriages happening in the masjid here. All of this telling us about the reality of dunya. It has no consistency. That's, the, that's one of the features of this dunya. The sooner I realize that, the sooner I will not be delusioned. I will not be distracted and dissuaded by its appearances. No. In fact, the focal point and the crux of our struggle with the shaitan is one of perception. Take it any which way you want. It's a matter of perception. People of Gaza taught us this very well. Life circumstances are all about perception. The things that are actually happening on the outside That's an after fact that's a, That is a, a, a secondary consequence to your perception That's the reality of it Perception is at the core of it And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Know that we give life to the earth after its death We've clarified the signs so that you may understand and reflect. Brothers and sisters, when I look at the earth as it is right now in the dead of winter, so cold, I could see lifelessness. It's dead. No trees, no greenery, no vegetation. I could see that. I could look at a circumstance and I could see it as the most depressing it could possibly be. I could see death. I could see destruction. I could look at, I could think about the years of rebuild that it's going to take to rebuild Gaza. Or I could look at that circumstance and I could see that from death comes life, as Allah says in the Quran, I could see that actually Gaza is not dead. It's so alive, it's giving life to the hearts of many people across the world. It has too much life in fact. It has too much life that it's inspiring people, Muslim and non Muslim, East and West, in all different facets of life. That's the reality of it. Brothers and sisters, when I think about time and the passage of time and the value of time, I need to realize that time in itself is a dunya reality. One of the names of the Day of Judgment is Al Yawm Al Akhir, it is the last day. That's one of the names of the Day of Judgment. Why is it called al akhir Because it is the last of what's related to the dunya. All of these realities are consequences of what we did in our dunya. It's the last day. You know why? Because in Jannah and in Nar. Time has no significance. There's no... Why would you ever keep track of time when you're in Jannah? خالدين فيها أبدا There's no meaning to it. There's no purpose for it. Because there's خلود and eternity. Brothers and sisters, as we're thinking of that, and we're thinking about sources of strength for us as an ummah, this is something utterly unique. True weakness, brothers and sisters, it has, is having delusions of grandeur. It's thinking that we're truly independent. True strength. And this is a feature of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because it's a feature of Al-Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in humble submission to Allah that's true, that's true strength. يَمُوتَ I'm weak. I'm going to have to upon Allah. I'm going to put my trust in Allah. I'm going to depend on the one that never dies and never wanes and never perishes. This is a source of strength for the Ummah. In Allahe la yanaam Yerfa'u al-qista wa yakhfiduh Wa yurfa'u ilayhi amalul layli wal nahar Wa yurfa'u ilayhi amalul nahari bil layli Wa yurfa'u ilayhi amalul layli bin nahar This is a reality Allah doesn't sleep He doesn't need sleep I need it I'm dependent I'm weak And my strength is through Allah And by Allah I need Allah I need him in all of my affairs. This is one of the greatest sources of strength. Because when I realize this, I realize that any mercy that comes my way is going to come from Allah. And any mercy that's withheld withheld can only be re- be released by Allah azza wa jal. It's a beautiful verse in the Quran. Look what it says. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Whatever Allah showers His servants with His mercy, no one could withhold it. And whatever He withholds, no one could send. This is a lesson for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Truly, our strength is in rekindling and strengthening our relationship with Al Hay illaiamut, with realizing I need him, with realizing that my true path to strength and victory is through being humble. Through being humble as I'm dealing with whatever I'm dealing with in a position of power or a position of weakness. How did we learn this from Al Habib? Many scenes. After the battle of Uhud comes one of these scenes. The Muslims were beaten and bruised. And a number of the companions lost were killed. The Shuhada and Uhud. Among them the Prophet's uncle, Hamza. And the Qur'an describes it as a musibah, as a calamity. Just as Gaza for us right now, today is a calamity. It is a musibah. To think about 30,000 plus being killed. To think about the death and destruction and still not stopping. It is a musibah. We realize that. But look at what the companions were taught in Uhud. After Uhud... The kuffar of Quraysh were gloating and drunk on their pride. And they said, we're going to finish off Muhammad wasallam and his companions. And they sent someone to spread news to the Prophet that they're going to be waiting for the Prophet wasallam. So the Prophet wasallam, as the Qur'an says, Told the companions as they were beaten and bruised, who's going to come with me? As we answer the call of Allah Azza wa Jal, we're not going to be weak after we've been beaten and bruised. The Prophet went with the companions to Hamra al Asad. And the kuffar of Quraysh were so stunned by this power. Where do they get it from? This is not the type of power you find in the gym. Weightlifting. This is not the type of power that you find in getting a position of power in politics or having a lot of friends around you and a lot of people you know. This is a power that comes from deep within. It was from their commitment and their humble submission to Allah Azza wa Jal. They went to, with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Al Asad and they waited for three days. The Kuffar of Quraysh did not even dare show. And in the end of Uhud, they actually made a promise because as they were defeated in Badr, they wanted to defeat the Muslims in Badr. So Abu Sufyan announced to the Prophet ﷺ and the companions that our meeting is next year in Badr. They wanted to avenge their loss in Badr. And the Qur'an says, again speaking to us about Uhud, الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمُ النَّاسِ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ this is the reality of it, brothers and sisters. This is something that doesn't just relate to, uh, doesn't just relate to the 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 struggles between nations. Doesn't just relate to Gaza and Palestine. Doesn't just relate to political realities. This is something that relates to my personal private life. The power that you see in this verse, Allah says that the companions were told that ibn mas'ud al الْعَجِي came out with this rumor and he said, In لَكُمْ They've gathered together to finish you off. What happened? What happened? Fazadahum imana. What caused them to increase in their iman? This belief. حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ wa al Allah is enough for us and He is the disposer of our affairs. This is what the mu'min says in the face of every tragedy. The mu'min says in the face of every trial. If I don't have Allah on my side as I'm dealing with anything I'm going through in my dunya, wallahi I will be weak. That is the reality of it, brothers and sisters. Utter need, being humbled, actually raises you up. Actually causes you to experience unimaginable strength Because your strength is not your own It's your strength through your connection with Allah azzawajal. Brothers and sisters Even as the mu'min Is going through the transition From this dunya to the akhir Allah describes, us to, describes this moment to us Wallahi, every single one of us everyone, Every single one of us Will come to deal with these words In their own unique way How am I going to be when it comes to me? Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says wa- hina wa minkum, wa la in kuntum, madineen, in kuntum Allah wa ta'ala speaks to this and he says when, when when you're at that very lonely and very isolated moment when the soul is leaving That's it No more talking to the person next to you Or anyone around you No more None of that And everyone is just there looking What's going to happen next? Is this the end? Should we What should we do? Should we make preparations for the janazah? We can't do anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says If it wasn't that You are utterly dependent You'd be able to bring it back If you were truthful so, the idea here is, brothers and sisters, going back to these spiritual fundamentals, is how we could actually begin to envision and imagine a generation like the generation of Salah al coming about and bringing true change to every facet of life. Bringing true change back to our homes and to our community. Bringing true change to everyone we deal with. And with the reality of the Ummah of Islam in the East and West, this is how true change starts. Because... It goes back to these foundations. What's the catalyst for aggression? Why would anyone dare think of committing any act of aggression or oppression? Why? It goes back to this, this delusional, this, denu- this delusional outlook, this loss of way. About the reality of dunya. It's a transitional state. No matter how long you live, you're going to die. No matter how strong you get, you're going to become weak. No matter what you go through, your circumstance will come to an end, good or bad. It's the reality of it. We, as an ummah, embrace the idea of being ibadul rahman. ibadullah By choice, submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If someone doesn't submit by choice, they'll submit by necessity. They'll be whether they like it or not. Every breath I take speaks to this reality. Every circumstance I go through reminds me of it. The source of tawfiq and khudlan. What is it? Tawfiq, this grand idea and concept that every mu'min searches for. I want tawfiq. What is tawfiq? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving true prosperity to the abd and khudlan is Allah leaving the abd to his musings and, and, his, and his choices and, 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 and his decisions we don't want the believer is terrified of the idea of being left alone because once I'm left alone that's when I will lose but when I have Allah I can't lose Tofiqan Khudlan. Look at this. How is how is not realizing my utter dependence the the catalyst for aggression? Imam al qayyim he says, من ها هنا خذل من خذل ووفق من وفق فحجب المخذول عن حقيقته ونسي نفسه فنسي فقره وحاجته وضرورته إلى ربه فطغى. عَلَيْهِ The foundations of oppression go back to this. This مَخْذُول and this one who is divinely or spiritually cut off, someone who is spiritually cut off, it starts by losing sight of my true reality and my essence. This, When I do that, I'll forget my need. I'll forget my dependence. I'll forget my attachment to my creator. And when I do that, I'll oppress. I'll take the rights of others. I'll cross every boundary. I'll lose my moral compass. I'll lose sight of virtue. I won't care about what I say and what I do. I'll be very utilitarian in my methods. I will use people. I will use people, and I will. If I get to a position of power and a position of political clout, and I have nations at my will, then what? I'm going to toy with nations. Again, reminder for every person in a position of power don't think you'll get away with it. Don't think your power will last. If you think it will, that's the source of your demise, that's the source of your weakness. The ummah of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, is taught through the prophetic ethos to have a different outlook. Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, brothers, toqaddam ila al-amam, if sahih if sahih, lahu Come forward. If you see any space in front of you, please fill it in. Jazakumullahu khair. The Prophet صلى الله عليه was told, right? Was the Prophet صلى الله عليه told? Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was told, wasbil lihukmi rabbi, fainnaka biayyounina. Never for a moment was. Was our Habib sallallahu alaihi wa trained to think in the way, I got this? Wallahi, any person who thinks like this, wallahi miskeen. Miskeen, the person who looks at the problems of his life and says, I got this. I got it all figured out. I don't need a nasih, I don't need an advisor, I don't need anyone to give me feedback, I have it all figured out, I got it, you know, I know what to do, I know what to do. Never do you find this in the Prophet life whatsoever. You always find this meaning of tawadu, this feeling, this meaning and this sense of humility embedded within the Prophet outlook towards things. وَصْبِرْ hukmi man. لِحُكْمِ Rabbik, فَإِنَّكَ Bi Be patient, O Muhammad Sallallahu You're not the you're not the you're not the decision maker here. You're not the ruler, you're not the one who decides. Even though you are the one who garnishes the power you garnish. The Prophet is told no. Be patient for Allah's judgment. You are under our care, under our supervision. Hukmi Rabbik. فَإِنَّكَ bi Wallahi this is Wallahi, it's an attitude towards living, an attitude towards dealing with raising children, towards dealing with managing your money, an attitude towards dealing with people you love and people who antagonize you. It's an attitude towards dealing with every circumstance that could ever arise. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala make us an Ummah that embraces humility and is elevated through humility. May Allah guide us to the sources of power and change for the Ummah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and make us agents for change. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala make us truly committed and with enduring commitment as our brothers and sisters in Gaza have taught us to have enduring commitment. May Allah allow us to see ch- through to change and see it in our lifetimes and be committed to it sincerely and devotedly Allahumma amin adu Allah wa antum muqinuna bil ijaba Alhamdulillahirabbil Alameen. Wasalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina Muhammadin Ashrafil khalqi wa sayyid mursaleen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayyuhallatheena amanu takullahu wa tanthur nafsum ma qaddamat وَاتَّقُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ أما بعد Brothers and sisters Is there a problem with being in need? All of this all, Everything that we've said is all nice and great And we know that it's in the Quran and in the Sunnah and in the Seerah And it's all there But when we come to actually look into our emotional states And our attitudes and our perceptions Again we said our struggle with the Shaitan is one of perception Wallahi it is Wallahi it is, that's why he is billahi al It's all about perception, all about perception Is there anything wrong with being in need? Some people are terrified From the thought of feeling need Of turning to someone to express their need And that's of course a human condition we, we, You know, we're human beings, we have emotions When we get emotionally wounded Hey, you know what, guess what, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna seal myself Into this isolated bubble I don't want anyone to see what's going on on the inside. I'm a human being. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an, anyone who connects and embraces the Qur'anic principles will find that Allah azza wa jal wants us to break out of that protective covering. You want to try to hide those emotions? You think that, you want to buy into a delusion that you're not a needy human being? Is there anything wrong with being in need? No, the Qur'an tells you, hey, break out. Look at what the Qur'an tells us. وَيَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بضرٍّ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّهُ وَيُّرِذْكَ بِخَيْرٍ فَلَا رَادَّ لِفَضْلِهُ Look at this very refined Qur'anic expression. That's how the believer looks at things. When Allah Azza wa Jal allows some form of affliction to come my way, then I realize that the one who brought it to me is the one who lifts it away from me. (laughs) فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّهُ and when He brings goodness to me, when you read look at this beautiful Quran. فلا رَادَّ لِفَضْلِهِ. No one could push back His fadl and His grace. يُصِيبُ بِهِ مَن يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ. He allows this fadl and this virtue and this grace to come to whomever he decrees May Allah Azza wa Jalla allow this fadl and this grace to come upon our brothers and sisters in Gaza And we believe that it has And we allow it to continue to come down upon them And allow them to gain strength and more strength And victory and more victory Allahumma ameen in reflection on this, one of the scholars he says, Beautiful expression. What he says, what he says, everything in existence is contingent upon him. Everything occurring. Goes back to his decree and his qadr He is al-qadir, al-qadir, al-muqtadir He is the one who has charge, full charge Of all of our affairs And I, as a abd of Allah Azza wa Jai say, oh Allah, don't leave me Ya hayu ya qayyum, birahmatika astaghith Aslih li shakni kulla la takilni ila nafsi tarfata ayn This dua that our Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught his daughter Fatima to say We say it in every morning and every night Ya hayu ya qayyum Oh, ever-living, O oh, maintainer of everything. I seek refuge in your rahmah. Better all of my affairs. Aslih li kullah and don't leave me to myself for a moment. One of the scholars of the past said it in a very beautiful, deep, eloquent way. Ida aradta an yakuna la yafna, bi'izzin yafna. End of sentence that sums up the entire khutbah. If you want enduring glory and honor, then don't be that person who ever seeks glory from something that wanes and diminishes. May Allah give us and our brothers and sisters and the Ummah of Muhammad in all places and all locations enduring. Is enduring honor. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us. May Allah forgive us. May Allah humble our souls. May Allah humble our souls and make us of those who humbly seek his guidance in the fulfillment of all our affairs. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma afil wa rahamna wa aafina wa anna wa tejawuz an Sayyatin Allahumma afili wa kabirina wa dhakarina wa anthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina. Allahumma ahayitahu minna fa ala al-iman. Wa man amattahu minna fa al-islam. اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يومنا نلقاك فيه وانت راضا عنا آمين آمين وآخذنا الحمد لله من معاكم الصلاة الله
0: أكبر الله أكبر شهدوا لا إله إلا الله شهدوا أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله
1: لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمكم الله الله أكبر. كَلَّا لَو تَعْلَمُونَ عِلْمَ اليَقِينِ لَتَرَوُنَّ الْجَحِيمَ ثُمَّ لَتَرَوُنَّ عَيْنَيْنِ اليَقِينِ ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَئِذٍ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ اللَّهُ Semi'allahu li man hamida
0: Allahu akbar
1: Allahu akbar Allahu الله أكبر. الله أكبر. الرحيم. الحمد لله إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نستعين إهدنا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِ Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Iza jāāā nāsrullāhi wal-fātuh Wa rāayta nāsa yadkhulūna fī dīnillāhi afwājā Fasabbih bihamdī rabbika wa staghfirhu Ānāhu kāna tawwābā الله أكبر الله As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.
0: As-salamu alaykum. shag Sheikh Hussama. Real quick, just a couple of announcements.